are recording. Okay, five, four, three. Two, one. No, you're not supposed to say two, one. Don't, oh. you, remember, don't you remember um, TV production? No. Like, dazzling cur- decorated career. Oh, maybe I learned that in like fifth grade TV pro. You do five, four, three, and then you just do two, one on your fingers and point. You don't actually say it. <clears throat> but that's so that hard because this is a podcast. I yeah, can't but I see figured you. I figured you'd know oh. what I was going for, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna count to them. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast Season Two. Season I'm, two! Season two. We've done it. We've made it into nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I'm Ashley, one of your hosts. And I'm Renee, your other host. Just the two of us. Um, you probably have listened to season one, so you know our spiel. We're, we've been best friends since we were 12 years old, mm-hmm. and we are in our early 30s now, so it's been a little mm-hmm. while. Um, I live and if in- you haven't listened to season one, you should probably go back and start at the very beginning. Yeah, you should do that. I mean, yeah. like, maybe you don't you have want- to. You don't have to, and maybe you didn't want to because you don't love season one of Friends. Um, we don't love it either. We don't yeah. hate it, but you know, it's, it only gets better. It does. Although I was reading something the other day and somebody said they hate season three the most. Interesting. I love season three. I think it's a great season. Yeah. Same. I know that you hate the theme video for season three, the intro video. Is that the one that is like in slow motion? I thought so, but maybe that's not. Maybe it's, but yeah, you. I don't remember one. what season it is. Yeah, the slow mo one. What's up with that? <laughs> they were it's trying so weird. Something. They were trying something, and I don't think they achieved it, whatever it was. <laughs> whatever it was. Well, anyway, we're here for season two. Um, look, we know that this show is 100 years old, but mm-hmm. um, we don't care. We love it. And I can only assume if you're here listening to a friend's podcast that you also love it too. So um, Renee and I have been best friends for a long time and we both love the TV show Friends. And so we are walking through each episode, recounting the plot and sprinkling in some fun anecdotes from our own lives that are related. Yes. And we've already finished season one. This is the first episode of season two. And so we're going to be here until 2095 doing yeah, that's the rest of the series i think that math checks out it checks out but it doesn't matter because it's fun it's fun oh and yeah. i um ashley here i live down in new zealand um and renee lives in nashville so it's also a really fun way for us to get to connect and talk and it is we're thankful that the technology exists to do this so wherever mm-hmm. your best friends are in the world i hope that you can stay in touch with them too and invite them to listen along okay probably enough <laughs> for now right yeah okay let's get into so, the good stuff uh, let's dive into it okay season 2 episode 1 the one with ross's new girlfriend so Season one, episode 24, left us on a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Rachel had just found out that Ross was secretly in love with her, which she like knew from high school that he had a crush on her. 
but he was, you know, she just never thought of him that way. And then now she had just broken off her own engagement, moves into the city, moves in with Monica, is becoming independent, having this awakening. And then like, you know, now obviously Ross, she's seeing him in a new light and realizes how great he is, how crazy he is about her. Um, and what a great guy he is. And so she goes to the airport and she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to go see him. And so the gang has no idea what she's going to do. And so she leaves for the airport at the end of season one. And that's, that's all that we see. Yeah. Well, and then, and then we see Ross coming off the plane oh yeah, the with Julie. Bridge with Julie. And so you're like, oh my gosh. And so he's got his arm around this other girl and he's like, don't worry, they'll love you. And you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? So oh. I know. I almost kind of feel like they shouldn't have shown Ross with Julie because then, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think like seeing with Julie almost is more like you think it's going to be, because if Ross had gotten off the plane by himself to Rachel, it just would have been together. But he could have still been with Julie. We just wouldn't have known. And so at the end of season one, you would have left thinking like, oh, here it is. It's inevitable. But then when he actually gets off the plane, he's got Julie, you know, two people behind him or something. I don't know. I, don't know. I, think, I, I think that really I think the way they did it is a better cliffhanger. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so he and Julie come off the plane together and she sees that he's not alone, freaks out and tries to duck away before they can <laughs> see her. But instead trips bangs her head starts bleeding causes this massive commotion so they see her and she has to go have this super awkward encounter where she meets julie and has a small racist moment of screaming at her in english because she thinks she's from china um and julie's like thank you i'm from new york i know <laughs> oh boy I do love that they played it, that they didn't have Julie talk the whole time, which in real life, if anyone said, hi, nice to meet you, and the person just nodded at you, you know, I'd be like, why aren't they talking? I would assume they probably didn't speak English either, regardless of what they looked like. Had she said, hi, nice to meet you yet? Rachel did. And then Julie doesn't like say anything. She just like nods. Oh, okay. Which I'm sure they did so they could make the joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Because who doesn't say like, oh, me too, or oh, thanks, or anything. I'm Julie. I mean, anything. She just nods. She's so, tired. It's a lot of travel. It is. It's a long flight. But right. Okay. So, so um, yes. Okay, I get it. So that makes a little bit more sense where Rachel is coming from. Um, and so then they get back to the apartment. Rachel runs upstairs. Oh, and while we are, um, while we're talking about that, what do you think of Rachel's skirt combo thing? I have mixed emotions about it. Yeah. I I keep going back and forth and I think I like it. And then I'm like, but do I like it? I don't know. So for those Um, of you listening, we do recommend that you watch the episode before you listen so that you can follow along, but we'll try to recap it as, as, in as much detail as we can. Um, Rachel is wearing like, shorts these like little black shorts then with this long flowy like see-through black skirt thing off the back yeah which I feel like has become a trend in more recent times there's like a lot of jumpsuits like shorts 
rompers, I guess, yeah. that have like the skirt on the back. Have you seen people wearing them? No, but I live in New Zealand, so it probably isn't oh, okay. there yet. The trends haven't quite made it there yet. No. Uh, <laughs> just FYI, fanny packs are coming back. Be advised. Okay. Great. <laughs> They're on their way. They're on their way. Coming with vengeance. For all of our um, New Zealand and UK listeners, bum bag. Bum bag, yeah, which is... Because fanny means something else here. I know, but (laughs) bum bag isn't much better. No, it's not. Renee lived in London for at least a year, so she knows. But anyway, um, okay, so the trend is coming back. You don't know how you feel about it? I think it looks good on Rachel, and it looks good on a lot of people I've seen it on recently. Yeah. I don't think it would look good on me. Fair enough. That's sad, isn't it? Legs. When you see something and you're like, that's so cute, but you're like, but I could never pull it off. Oh my gosh. That's me with um, like jumpsuits. Right. I finally found one though. You did? I did. Oh, good for you. Renee's been looking yeah. for a while. Like two years, but every single one was either too long or if it was short enough, it was too tight. So I finally found one in a petite length for my shorty legs. Good work. I know. Very exciting news. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's really cute on her. I don't know that I would personally wear that outfit, um, but just because I think it's impractical. Mm-hmm. Well, she trips on it, so we, we see how impractical it is. Good point. It's not good for a fast getaway. It's basically no, a case exactly. for your legs, um, but it is cute. So, so anyway, um, okay. So they get back to the apartment and she like runs upstairs and tries to tell them. And then everybody else meets Julie. And it turns out that Ross and Julie knew each other in grad school and they reconnected on their dig. And mm-hmm. then, um, so then like, so that kind of, well, well, let's do the storyline first, right? Because that's just where yeah. we're at. So um, then kind of like throughout the episode, Julie and Ross, it seems like they're a little, like they're really close, really fast. Like he's like, oh, we're going to go say night, goodnight to the baby. And I'm like, Dad. yeah, I know. I thought that too. But I was when like, I, re- I guess they knew each other already, but. Yeah. And you know how like going on a trip with somebody is almost like a camp like experience yeah. because it's just you and them. Yeah. So you do have this. It, this like assumed closeness that you wouldn't necessarily have in a regular two week timeline. 100%. Um, Which so... I think is what makes the bachelor work. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I don't actually. I'm sure it does. Works. But yes. It's well, whole, yeah, like... but it makes it feel like you have this intimate connection. Yes. It's like this canned experience. So it's, it's totally, uh-huh. it's, it's that, um, it's that like vacation goggles thing where it's mm-hmm. like when you're on vacation with somebody, you're out on a holiday or some sort of trip and it's just the two of you for like two weeks. Um, or yeah. it, you're like in a smaller group and that's the best mm-hmm. match out of that group for two weeks or something. It totally intensifies mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking that too. I do hate the part when Ross and Julie come in. I think it's like the second time they come into the apartment. He's like, sorry, we're late. Uh, well, there, there was, was touching. touching. Yeah. And I'm like, Ross, lock it up. I mean, he is always telling his sister about his sexcapades and yeah, I'm not exactly. here for it. Exactly. So that I was going to say that is and classic ugh. Ross. Like, and I feel ugh. like Julie has just met these people. Like, do you think yeah. that's what she wants him to say? I don't know. It That's just a good point. Me. That's a good point. It's really like Ross is an oversharer with that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but 
it's also Julie's life. And yeah. so maybe don't share it to your, yeah. And she does hit him. So she's like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, that is a bit weird. And poor Rachel's like, great. I know. She's like exactly what I wanted to hear. So I was thinking Rachel goes to the airport, not sure what she's going to do. I feel like there has to be an element of, okay, you weren't sure what you wanted, but now you can't have him making mm-hmm. her be like, oh, but that's what I wanted. And like wanted mm-hmm. so much more. Cause now she's like walking around, like it's wrong. It's like whining yeah. and like freaking out. How much of that do you think is the whole, like, because you can't have him now? I think that's part of it. Even though when this episode opens, like right before Rachel comes back upstairs, Monica's like, yeah, she told me she's going to go to the airport and go for it. And she's like putting out champagne glasses. Well, so she said, she, she said, um, she told me she was going to go to the airport. I'm telling you guys, she's going to go for it. And so yeah. I think, I think Monica's assuming Monica was assuming that's what was going to happen. Yeah. But if you look at her, like waiting for him to come off the airplane, she's like beaming. It's true. And I think I think that before she was kind of going back and forth about it, but I do think that she did want him. And I think in her head it was going to be a done deal. You know, yeah, like that's true. I already know he likes me. What could have possibly changed in the last 2 weeks while he's been in China? Right. Obviously so she doesn't know about Julie. So she's like already planning the wedding in her head. She's like this is a done deal. We don't have to go through that do we like each other phase. We both know we like each other. But Julie yeah, so I guess she's thinking it's like the decision is hers to make. Mm-hmm. And so that does put you in a bit of um, a position of privilege, doesn't it? Where you're kind of like, you can drag your feet and you can hem and haw because you're like, mm-hmm. well, the decision's mine to make and you don't really feel pressure. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, not yours to make anymore. And then she's like, what the? Yeah, but I think she was going to make the decision when he came off the plane. The decision to be with him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably. Because um, she's so, like, giddy for him to get off the plane. That's true, but honestly... And if... I'll, I don't know if I'd had... be excited to turn somebody down. I no, but, like... to do it. But, like, if you show up and you're like, well, let's just see how this goes when I see them, and she was yeah. excited to see him, like, all he would have had to do is make some super annoying comments in the cab ride home for her to be like, yeah, okay, he's just my friend Ross. You know? Maybe. True. Possible, but yeah, it definitely does take it up a notch. Bit of a when sliding you door. Suddenly situation. can't have something. Yeah. 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 Agree. Like that bikini I was telling you about recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to recap for the re- listeners? Yes. I'm sure everybody is just dying to know. I tried on this leopard print high waist bikini at Target and I tried it on like three months ago. And I liked it, but I was like, I don't need another bikini. But every time I went to Target, I looked to see if they had my size. And then when they didn't have my size anymore, I suddenly decided I needed it. So I essentially moved heaven and earth to get this bikini. And now I have it. See, but I love it. So I'm really glad I have it. When the decision was yours, you dragged yep, I kept. Feet. I did drag my feet. When you could no longer make the decision on your own, it forced your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I had to have it. Once it was sold out in the store and online, I was like, well, I... How could I ever wear other bathing suit ever? (laughs) Can I say that a high-waisted leopard print bikini, um, like the immediate image that conjured in my head was like 
and a really wrinkly tan old lady with like a big white afro haircut. Well, you're not you're not far off. No, it, I've seen a picture. You guys, she looks adorable <laughs> in it. But it, in describing it, it sounds like an old lady Florida bikini. But it's super cute on you. You're right about the wrinkly part. Oh, whatever. Get out of here. I was right about my the fro. alligator. That's it. Yeah, my fro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So back to Palo and Rachel. Um, oh, oops. Ooh. Oop. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Buongiorno tutti. <laughs> Buongiorno tutti. <laughs> so um, a bit of a polarizing figure is back now. So Rachel's really upset about Julie and Ross, and especially Ross telling about their sexcapades um, or hinting to them to the group. So to make herself feel better, she goes and hooks up with Paolo. And so she comes out of her room one morning and she's like, Oh, can you guys close your eyes? I did something stupid. And they're like, what did you do? That was so stupid. And out busts Paolo. Buongiorno tutti. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which as much as I dislike Paolo, I love this scene. I think it is so good. Yes. It's Um, hysterical. It's hysterical. Should be my new Instagram bio. Oh my gosh. Which I don't know if, if any of you out there have Instagram and you don't follow us, you can follow us at best friends club podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And a few months back when we were talking about Paulo and comparing him to the olive oil guy, um, I posted a picture and I said, hashtag Buongiorno Tutti because why wouldn't I? That's it's the best line he has in the entire show. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I do like when Ross is like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I do Raquel. I like do Raquel. the whole, yeah. it's just, the writing is fantastic in this scene. And he's just none the wiser that everybody hates him. <sighs> um, but yeah, so we've got a little, little half second Apollo there. Yeah. Which is if he was going to have to make a, a reappearance, this is a fun yes. way to do it. This is it. Yes. Agreed. And this is the only reappearance he makes? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I couldn't remember if he was later on in this episode, but I don't think no, so. No, he's gone. He, like, somehow disappears after yeah. that scene. Yeah, that's right. We, and they don't make, like, a big to-do about him leaving again. Mm-hmm. Although I guess Rachel does call Ross out to the balcony. Yeah. Um, because so, – so she gets really upset. And um, is it Chandler that's, like – is it Chandler or is it Joey? That's like, you've got to tell him how you feel. Oh, it's Joey. Because Joey's like, I've been with my fair share of women. Heck, I've been with a, a lot of people's fair share of women. Mm-hmm. Great, Joey, go get tested. And <laughs> and he's like, I've never felt about anybody the way that Ross felt about you. And so if you truly do like him as much as you're saying you do now, you need to go tell him. So right. um, Ross is about to go leave the apartment and Rachel's like, Oh, can you come out here? I want to talk to you on the balcony. And she is trying, she's like, okay, so first of all, things are over with Paolo. I ended it. And so I guess she must've just kicked him out or whatever. And he's like, is this going to be one of those things where you say that you're done with a guy? I tell you what I really think. And then he comes back and I look like a jerk. And she's Mm -hmm. like, no, not at all. And he's like, great. I think he, I think the guy is scum he doesn't, and this is because Paolo hit on Phoebe while he was da- like, while he and Rachel were dating, and she was super into it back in season one, and that like really broke her heart. And so then, like, to let him back into her life, and he is over there like caressing Phoebe's butt in the kitchen. Well, and, and Ross just hated him yeah. almost for no reason at the beginning, just because That's he was true. dating Rachel. That's true. He just hated them because yeah, he was, mm-hmm. he wanted to, he was going to like confess his love to Rachel the night of the blackout 
And that's mm-hmm. the night that she first hooked up with Paolo. Yeah. So fair enough. But like, he's also just like, he doesn't realize how great you are and you should be with somebody that like makes, you know, that just feel, you know, you make them so happy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, kind of like how I feel with Julie. And then he's like, so is there a second of all? And she's like, nope, that's it. That's all the of alls. And so she, which, you know what, I've got to say, I think that Rachel's character is pretty selfish and pretty mean, but I, Mm -hmm. I'll give her, I don't know. Do I give it to her? Because I do feel like she causes problems later down the track for Julie and Ross, but she doesn't Mm -hmm. say like, yes, actually I like you, which maybe it would have been better for her to just do it then and there. Yeah. But she's like, no, no, that's okay. Because she's like, he seems so happy. Yeah. And I think that true love is like sacrificing your own happiness for someone else. But she doesn't. She Um, just does it in this moment. Well, that's what I'm saying right now. We're just talking about right now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like Rachel's character is really selfish and I do not. That's how she was written though. Oh, I know. I'm not like mad at the writers. I'm just saying as far as characters go, I really dislike her. Oh, yeah, I think she's really selfish, and I have a, I have, I have a real problem with that. Like you in think life, she's always selfish. Show. Well, I mean, she was like, she was a spoiled brat, raised with like three bratty sisters, and they always probably had to like undercut each other to get their way. And so I get it, but yeah, I do think throughout there's, con- there's like lots of things throughout the show that she does selfish or mean things, and mm-hmm. I really like, I don't, I wouldn't want her as a best friend. Well, good I thing you have me. Yeah, you're the... I'm only a little selfish. You're the antithesis of selfish. You're the opposite of selfish. Antithesis. Excellent vocabulary word. Thank you. Um, But no, I mean, exactly. Case in point, you're my best friend and you're like nowhere near selfish. So I just, I I value that a lot. Aw. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Love ya. So, okay. So that's what happens. And so then she just kind of doesn't say anything to Ross. Oh, and then I feel like this is an iconic moment where he's on the phone with Julie and he's like, no, you hang up first. Oh, it's so annoying. No, you, no, you, well, you didn't hang up either. We'll hang up on the count of three, one, two. It is so annoying, but I, was that the first time we asked this a lot? I wonder if that was the first time that that happened because yeah, I don't know. Like, I've heard that joke a lot since then. Yes. But I don't know if that was a thing or if it was just like a. Yeah, like I don't know if it was a, was a thing, thing or not. And did it, or if it was a friend's thing and then it became a thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's super annoying. And so props to Rachel for taking the phone and hanging <laughs> it up and going, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> He's like, that. oh, I'll just call her back. It's like, oh. Yeah, it is really annoying. Ross is too public with his PDA. Agreed. And I am very, I am too public with my PDA and Ross makes me look tame. He even crosses a line for you. Yeah, fair enough. Yes, yes. Well, I think it's just like, it's not like hugging hands and I love hugging hands. What? Do you hug hands? hands? Is that what you We hug hands. (laughs) Hugging hands. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so if you're like hugging hands in public or saying, I love you, um, canoodling, it doesn't bother me, but like alluding to your sex before you came and like before you entered a room and then like the, mm, no, you hang Like, it's just annoying. And I'm like, what are you trying to prove Ross? 
sitting right next to Rachel when there's plenty of couch space. Like, go out on the balcony to have this obviously private conversation. I know. I think that's it. Like, if he was just doing it in his own space. And also, it's like, you're probably going to see her in five minutes, Ross. Just hang up the phone. I get that he's in love, but it's also very annoying. So. It is. All right, Ross, lock it up. Lock it up. I... What does he have to prove? Do you think it has to do with the fact that his ex-wife's a lesbian and so he's going like a bit over the top? You know, that's a good point. I don't know. That's a really good idea, though. He might actually be trying to prove something. Like, because, and remember before he and Carol broke up, they weren't intimate in their marriage for like a long time. So maybe Mm -hmm. this is just like, he is like really leaning into that because he's maybe insecure about it or something. I mean, he also does love, love, to quote Terry Crews, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Ross loves love. Terry loves love. Terry loves love. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Ross, I think in general, like, loves being in love, loves having a girlfriend, like, loves yeah. being involved with people, and, like, yeah. all the all the frills that go with being with someone, I think he does truly enjoy that. So I think that's just part of who he is, but... yeah. Maybe he could be less annoying about it. He probably could be. But as you said. The people in the back can't hear you, Ross. That's how it was written. So That's true. We're not mad at you, David Schwimmer. We just feel like Ross is a bit annoying here. So, okay. <laughs> Laying it on thick. So yeah. that's pretty much it for the Ross, Rachel, Julie um, plot line for this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just, you just can tell they're definitely in love and things are festering. Rachel okay. is Rachel is having a hard time. She's having a hard time. Okay. So the next one is um we'll just talk about this one quickly is Joey Chandler um plot oh, line. And um so Chandler needs to get a suit tailored or he needs some pants tailored and Joey's like, "Oh, you should go to my guy. I've been going to him since I was 15." No, wait, 16. No, wait, 15. Okay, when was 1993? Right. <laughs> or whatever it says. When was 1990? I'm like, um, only four years ago, you weren't any of those ages. Oh, yeah. Is that what he asks? When yeah, was says, when, when was 1990? I'm like, okay, so unless he's 20 in this episode. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't notice that. But I totally know what he means when you say that because it's like – it's like, oh, that's what, that's what happened when I was in fifth grade. How old were mm-hmm. like, how old are you? Oh, I think I was in fifth grade. Okay, wait, when was fifth grade? And you know, yeah. you're like, when did I yes. 1990? And you have to like count backwards. And I totally get it. Excuse me, 15. I mean, 16. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I think I was 16. So anyway, Joe's <laughs> been seeing this Taylor since he was either 15 or 16. Um, Chandler goes and it's this like old world Italian guy. And he, um, he does the, he, he is measuring his pants and Chandler makes a face and come back, comes back and tells the guys, um, basically he said there was definite cuppage, cupping Mm. or whatever. So it, it was inappropriately touched by the tailor and Joey's like, what are you talking about? That's how they measure pants. (laughs) And then has to have his whole thing shattered by realizing no it's not your tailor has been basically harassing you inappropriately uh-huh. um i love when he's like check like when the doctor does that turn your head and cough thing is that okay oh yeah poor guy and then he calls his dad i'm telling you dad that's not how, <laughs> that's they, not do how they do pants so oh. rough time for poor old joey 
But I do like when Chandler walks in and says, hey, Paisan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fun new nickname you want to try out for me? Um, do you I know... call you Big Daddy? Oh, please don't. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, funny. Um, that's pretty much it for those guys. Like there's not a lot going on. No, I do like the part. I mean, this has nothing to do with that plot line, but when Ross comes in and is like, well, it's really six o'clock tomorrow, our time. Chandler's like, I don't want to know what happens. Tell me what happens. I like to find out. I always think about that with our time change. I, me too. Like, I it's like tomorrow. We're... You are living the future right I now. Know. I was going to say, I feel like we made that joke a lot when I first moved here because mm-hmm. New Zealand is like 19 hours ish ahead. <sighs> and sometimes you I, I don't know how many, I don't, I do it by how many hours you're behind and yeah, I just know here. it's tomorrow because yeah. you're seven hours behind right now, tomorrow. Tomorrow. So yeah. whatever 24 minus seven is, I'm not going to try to figure that out. Yeah, I exactly. That's um it's depending on daylight savings for both countries. Um but Ugh. yeah, it's 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 usually like cuz we work with um an office in California and so we're like, "Oh, they're 3 hours ahead, but tomorrow." Mm-hmm. So it's like they're 21 tomorrow. hours behind. But anyway, it's easier to count 3 hours. Um mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. What was I just going to say about that? Oh, I was going to say because of the time zone, sometimes you book your tickets for the wrong day returning oh, anyway. <laughs> Um, okay. And then the other, the other plot line that the guys play into is when Mon at the very beginning, when Monica and Phoebe, when Monica's setting out the champagne glasses for Rachel Mm -hmm. and Ross to come back and she's like, Oh my gosh, you guys, you got haircuts. And they're like, yes, we did. Vidal Phoebe or Vidal Buffet. And she's like, if we don't look good, you don't look good. And Chandler's hair is a little bit parted down the middle and plastered to his mm-hmm. head, but I, 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 it's fair enough. I can see where they were going. And so thus begins Monica pestering Phoebe for a haircut. Mm-hmm. Which do you think she already cut her hair or was about to go get her haircut? And that's why they booked that plot line in. Oh, do you mean because like in the next Courtney episode, Cox. her hair? Yeah. Courtney Cox. In the next episode, her hair is much shorter. That's a good question. So in the in the beginning, do you think she's wearing a wig? I, I was wondering. I know when they're fake cutting it, she's wearing a crappy yeah. wig. Yeah, and then afterward. And, and it's a yeah. really obvious bad wig. And the, the writers have even said, or the directors have even said, like, our wigs were so bad in the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that her real hair in the, fir- in the opening scene is a wig because – I think they're, they didn't have a very high wig budget, so I think it would have been obvious. Yeah, but it could just be that she was going to cut her hair right. and, they, like maybe and she knew she that. that. That's so interesting. Yeah, so maybe it's kind of like when an actor is going to get pregnant and so they have to write a pregnancy mm-hmm. into the script. Yeah, so yep. maybe she maybe she was. She was just telling them, like, look, I want a haircut, and so they wrote it into it. Because actually, I bet – so the scene of, like, Rachel going to the airport and then coming back to the house, even though it's in season two, I actually probably, I would assume that they shot it all basically at the end of season one. Oh yeah. Because it looks exactly the same. Yeah. And why would you have that? Why would you have the airport scene? Why would you have that set twice? Like from a production standpoint, you would just use it That's once. Totally true. The set and the basically fill the, the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And a lot of times they do film the last episode at the, Sorry, the first episode at the beginning of the last, just because 
that like to play out whatever's happening in shows. So they might have done that. Didn't Rachel's haircut change quite a bit from season one to season two or not in this episode? It changes mid season one when she gets the Rachel. Right. Okay. I thought that she mm-hmm. changed it again in this season to something different, but maybe not. She probably does. I mean, she changes her hair the most yeah. out of anybody. And I guess in the airport scene, her hair is up in a Pinned clip. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you're right. Those I banana think, clips. Yes. I think that. Um, I think that they probably did film the beginning at, at the end of season one just for continuity and like mm-hmm. filmed that whole thing. But, oh, that'd be so difficult. Actors, how do you keep it secret? Because they knew what happened. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> Probably their non-disclosure agreement that would charge them Probably. bajillions. But yeah, still. makes it easier. I think it really good at lying. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, maybe maybe they just knew that they wanted to write that in because um, although throughout the like the entire episode she's bothering and she's like, gosh, last time Paolo was here, my hair was so much cuter and shorter. Yeah, you're right. And it is throughout the episode. So she must've kept it, but who knows what the conversation was. Courtney Cox, tell us what, how did that, how did that conversation? Yeah. Go? Cause her hair is shorter in the next episode. So I doubt yes. she did it for dramatic effect. Yeah. Because they wanted her to get a haircut and plot line. Yeah, you'd think that's a good point. Maybe she knew and she just told them. So so, she, so finally, so I, well, I love the part when Phoebe's like, I'm incredibly high maintenance and <laughs> uptight. And she's like, what? No, you're not. And she's like, I know I'm not, but you are. Just trying is, to spare your feelings. Yeah, which is a funny way for Phoebe to just speak the truth, which I thought was so funny. So, um, so she finally caves and gives in and is like, okay, Monica, I'll give you a haircut. Some of you are going to get cut. And some of you aren't, but none of you are going to feel a thing talking to the hairs. Um, and she's like, I want it like Demi Moore, um, Demi Moore's haircut. And so I don't know about you. Did you have to go Google all of this? Google what? Um, what Demi Moore's haircut looked like in Ghost. and who I recently saw, so I've never seen Ghost. Really? Have you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. No, I have. <laughs> so I actually was thinking, I haven't seen Disclosure, Indecent Proposal, or Ghost. I've um, never seen the other two. Well, I've realized I don't know that I've ever seen Demi Moore in a movie. I've just seen, like, pictures of her. Oh. Um, but I know what her hair looks like in Ghost, yeah. Okay. It's essentially kind of like a bowl cut. Yeah. But it made me wonder... I wonder if that's why all of our friends who had straight hair that wasn't like thick and wavy like yours or curly like mine, all of our friend girlfriends got like page boy slash bowl cut haircuts when they were in like third grade, which would have been about mid nineties. So mm-hmm. maybe it was that trend and that's why they all did it. Maybe. Don't know. But no. anyway. But I so, definitely don't know what Dudley Moore looks like. Okay, so I Googled him because I don't know what Dudley Moore looks like either. And so this is what happens. So Phoebe's cutting Monica's hair, and Monica's like, it's just really short. But to be fair, like we said, it's pretty much a bowl cut. Um and and um Phoebe's like, this is how he wears it. <laughs> <laughs> just googled Dudley Moore (laughs) yeah and so Monica's like who and Phoebe's like Demi Moore and she's like Demi Moore is the actress in and she's like Demi Moore is a she and Phoebe's like 
well, he was a he in Arthur. Arthur. And she's like, that's Dudley Moore. To me, more oh. women go in dis- disclosure and decent proposals. So I Googled and go, we'll, we'll post a picture so you don't have to do it. I've got a picture side by side of Demi Moore and <laughs> Dudley Moore. Essentially, Dudley Moore has a mullet. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. A, like a pirate mullet is what it looks like. Like, you know, that oh like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Demi D- Moore has. Dudley Moore, according to, whoa, according to Google. Dudley Moore and I have a lot more in common than we should. He is only 5'3". Oh. And died on my birthday. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Dudley Moore. Sorry, Dudley. Well, um, yeah, so so they both have a freak out moment when she realizes she's cutting it like this old, isn't he British? American? This old, yeah, he was born in the UK. This old British actor with a mullet. And she <laughs> wanted like the hot haircut of the times. Um, and so I love the part when she comes out, Phoebe comes out and they're like, how's she doing? And she's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Ross. It's not good. I've put a clip on one side and that seems to have stopped the curling. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that was hysterical. Um, I think that, uh, so I've recently, Courtney Cox recently posted a picture on her Instagram of her at a Bruce Springsteen concert. And she's got, I almost didn't recognize her at first. And I'm pretty sure she's got Demi Moore's haircut in that one. It's like this cute little, um, it is kind of like a cute girly bowl cut. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's the same as the page boy haircut, but maybe it is. So, so maybe she was planning on going to get that. And that's why they wrote this in. I don't know. Maybe. But, um, but yeah, so she it sounds like. Courtney Cox got her wishes in the end, which is good. Um, and then at the end of the episode, so so um, Julie is hanging out at the coffee shop talking with Phoebe. And she's like, yeah, I was thinking about getting my hair a little shorter, kind of like Andy McDowell's new haircut in Four Weddings and a Funeral. So I looked that up as well. Have you seen that one? No, but I thought, I think of Andy McDowell with like hair like mine, like wavy. She does. She has wavy hair and it's longer, but in Four Weddings and a Funeral, it's basically like a chin length bob with some beach wave. I think her hair must be a lot thinner than, or not thinner, but not as thick as your hair because I don't think you could do a chin length bob. I don't know. You've done a shoulder length bob and it's been cute. Uh, I wouldn't call it cute. Well. I'd call it misguided. Well, okay, but I guess um, when you had the short bob, you had to straighten it all the time. I had to straighten. Well, I wore it curly a few times, and man, it just was, I guess I kind of looked like this. Yeah, I was going to say. So apparently that look was popular in the mid-90s. Ugh, and so, I don't like it. Yeah, it's like a chin-length, shoulder-length, beach wave, um, mm-hmm. bob-ish haircut in Four Weddings and a Funeral. So I've, I've seen her in that. I just didn't remember the haircut because she does look really different. Like normally her hair is a lot longer. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's what Julie Julie's wants. hair is so stick straight. Exactly. I was about to say, I don't think that Julie is going to achieve that same look. Um, maybe with some like salt spray texture. I don't, don't know. Some don't Aussie know. scrunch spray. Yeah. See, I think that they just, I feel like people need to have more realistic expectations of like, okay, bring in a look of what you want, but also like if your hair is fundamentally different than that Mm -hmm. actress's hair, 
like I couldn't be like, yeah, I just want the, like there's that super cute, it's been around for a while now, but it's that like shoulder length ish blunt bob, but with some beach wave to it. Mm-hmm. I it's love, I love, but, but not I straight, like with the beach wave. Yeah. I love that look. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Like, I mean, no. maybe if I straightened my hair every day, I could because no, don't I don't have thick hair. Exactly. I don't want to do all that. But like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of people that say like, oh, I want this. And it's like, okay, that person has insanely thick hair or yeah, she yeah. just has stick straight hair. So it's not going to look like that. But yeah, that's maybe. why I love the girl that cuts my hair. She calls it real talk. She's like had to have some real talk with the girl that was in here before you. Cause she's like, people come in and they think they want this thing, but they don't think about how their hair Yes, actually how it looks look on them. Yeah. And it won't right how it will look on them. And so when I brought up bangs to her, I was like, all right, we need to have real talk. I want to cut bangs. And she's like, yes, I've wanted to cut bangs on you for like a year. I'm like, really? She's like the way my hair, cause I have a lot of hair. So she's like, you have enough hair to do it. And your like hairline comes up high enough. But she's like, most people want to do it. Don't have enough hair in the front of their head. That's right. And it looks sparse and it looks stringy. Yeah. Or they have to cut it really far back yes. to get bangs. Yes. So she Aww. supported me in my bangs. Oh, she's great. But she does not support everybody's bangs. <laughs> um, my sister is also um, a stylist and owns a salon, and she does the same thing. I don't know if she calls it real talk, but she said that, like, she always tells people, like, you know, like, let's look up a picture together of what you want. Mm-hmm. And then she says, like, okay, but, you know, their hair is really thick, and you're yeah. thick. And so, like, and yeah, it's, it's good. I'd rather a stylist do that than go, okay, and then let you walk out of there looking like awesome. a fool. Which I feel like is what happened when that girl let me cut my hair chin length. <laughs> or back when I used to get my eyebrows waxed at Vincent whatever. And oh, yeah. they would like, because I had been plucking them so thin, they just kept waxing them so thin. It was also a sign of the times. Yeah, a little bit. Early 2000s, it was like, no eyebrows, please. Ugh, gross. Anyway, um, so yeah, so then at the very end... That's what Julie's. Julie's like, oh, I want it like Annie McDowell. And Phoebe's like, yeah, I can do that. Let's go do it right now. I'll go get ready or I'll go get my scissors. And so she leaves. And then Julie, bless, goes to Rachel. Oh, no, Phoebe goes to Rachel. Yeah. I just want to make really sure this time. Andy McDowell is the one from Four Weddings and a Funeral. And Rachel, again, here's Rachel being really mean, mm-hmm. goes, no, that's Roddy McDowell. Andy McDowell's the one from Planet of the Apes. So I Googled that one. Like we said, Four Weddings and a Funeral is Andy McDowell. And she's got like a cute, like a, like a chin length bob with some beach wave. Um, Roddy McDowell in Planet of the Apes. It's essentially just imagine a ring of hair surrounding your face because it's a literal ape. (laughs) (laughs) How would you even cut that? I don't know, but. Oh, I don't either. Oh, Roddy McDowell. This is what happened. We'll post this one too of a side by side. Poor Julie. Rachel, that is like, I know it's just hair, whatever, but that is so mean. It is mean. Uh, I think Julie looks super cute in her short hair in the next episode though. Yeah, that's true. So maybe you, one would assume that Phoebe cut it and it didn't go well, but yeah, Julie does have um, a cute haircut in the next episode. Do you know what? Maybe they filmed this entire episode at the end of season one. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that. Maybe they filmed but, the whole thing and just 
like in case it got picked up for season two, they already had it ready to like show somebody like here, here's what we're going to do with season two or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how those things work clearly, but um, yeah, that was pretty mean. But anyway, it ends up, spoiler alert, it ends up okay because Julia's haircut is cute. I can't remember how short Monica's is, but it's pretty short in the next episode. It's pretty short. I don't love it. Yeah. Okay. That sounds. I weird. like her. I've. I always like her hair better longer. Personally, just like Richard, or like medium length. Richard always. I like it really hair. long or like medium length. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Richard yeah. likes it. Richard wanted her to grow her hair out. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we're jumping ahead. Okay. Actually, I think we meet Richard in this season. Do we? We might. I think we might, but I also might be wrong and that might be exciting. We'll find out. Um, Okay. So I think that's it. That's everything for episode one of season two. Is there anything else you want to add? I can't believe we actually made it all the way here. It feels like we've been recording forever. And it also feels like we have forever to go in a good way. Do you feel like you guys have been listening forever? Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. There's so much more to go. Instagram, Facebook, email, website, carrier pigeon, Googling our home addresses, whatever you want. Don't do that, please. People have done it before and we don't appreciate it. We did write them a cease and desist that would hold up in a court of law. We think it would, but we're not totally sure. It was also a Facebook message, so... No. Nobody from the podcast. Was there an email? There was... No. There was... Do we mail. mail him a letter? There was mail. Oh, oh, we sent oh. a Facebook message. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I should also clarify that this is about somebody has nothing to do with podcasts. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah. It's just kind of a you guys are person fine. We, that we crossed paths with. We love your message. Crossed paths with. Yes, we love all of your messages. Um, anyway, yeah, get in touch if you have anything to say about this episode. We love you guys. This is season two, episode one, the maiden voyage of, wait, did I say that right? Yeah, season two, episode one. (laughs) The premiere. So join us next time for season two, episode two, which is? Which is, I don't remember. The one. Another one. stuff. (laughs) Another one. Uh, Um, Hold on. Let me say that. (laughs) What did you call it? Season two. This is I can get it right here. I've got my episode list up. This is this is season two, episode one, the one with Ross's new girlfriend. Next week is season two, episode two, the one with the breast milk. So all you nursing mamas out there, tune in. Tune in. Or not. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Love you. Talk Bye. to you next time. Bye.